Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. So good. Uh, I'm Pastor Eden, for those of you who don't know me, and I run the Life Kids program here. And it's a pleasure to be with you this morning to be able to share the Word of God. And, you know, during the 24 hours prayer we had recently, Pastor M. Schroeder from our C3 Hepburn Heights location uh, prayed over a group of us who work in chaplaincy or similar fields of work. And she talked about how she saw us holding these watering cans going along the desert, like sprinkling uh, the water of uh, Jesus or sprinkling this water as we went. In essence, this was about uh, the pouring out of the life-giving water of Jesus over the barren and desert landscapes of people's lives. And she went on to prophesy that she felt we would have wet words for people wet words. And as soon as I heard that, that really resonated with me. And I felt my faith really connect with that declaration. And I knew that was a word in season, particularly for me as a school chaplain. And since Pastor M declared that that word, uh, I've had a number of significant conversations with students, uh, parents and staff where I've seen this word activated uh, through me and, and so activated what was, I guess, deposited in me that day. And, and as a side note here, you know, God's desire is that whatever uh, takes place in us, that he, whatever he deposits in us, it's not for us to hold on to that selfishly, but he wants us to take that and then outwork it in our daily Christian uh, faith. So what does... Wet words mean? What does it look like for you and I to live this out practically? Well, wet words is having conversations with people where we take the opportunity to speak the hope of Jesus Christ into their life and personal circumstances. We are agents of growth. We are agents of growth. And so that word that was declared over a group of individuals really has a much broader context for all of us as Christians, as followers of Jesus, because after his re- resurrection, when Jesus ascended into heaven, uh, he, sent, he left a gift for us. He sent a gift, the Holy Spirit. And this gift had already been promised. Uh, and in fact, Jesus told his disciples, as we read in John 14, 26, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And so God wants you to know that it's not only a group of specific people in a specific place who have words of life for people as though they or I have some kind of special spiritual power. No, it's all of us. It's you and me as followers of Jesus who have his very presence within us, the Holy Spirit, who empowers us to be his representatives, his agents here on earth. And there is really a mandate from heaven uh, for us to, I guess, Point the message, uh, point people to the message of Jesus. Point people to who Jesus is. And Paul writes about this in 2 Corinthians 5.20. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. And so I don't say that to overwhelm you, but rather to excite you. You are a part of an eternal story, bringing his hope and his life to those who are lost, who are broken and hurting. You are here uh, to bring that hope, that life uh, into people's lives. And of course, that happens by His Holy Spirit, which lives in us and is our helper and our guide uh, so we can live effectively for, for God. So my prayer and I believe God's desire is that when you leave here this morning, uh, there's a greater conviction in you that, yes, I have words to share with people that have the fragrance of the hope of Jesus Christ. I'm holding the watering can, which contains the very life of Jesus, as 
I meet with people, I'm going to pour out something of who Jesus is with my words because I'm an agent of growth through the Holy Spirit who lives in me. And so if we want to be agents of growth, if we want to be people who speak life and hope, which I'm pretty sure we do, right? We don't really want to be speaking death to people. We want to be speaking life to people. Pretty sure we all want that. No, just me? Okay, awesome. But no, I'm sure you all understand that this is exciting to be able to speak his hope and life into conversation and conversations with people. And so we need to go to the source of that life, that hope. And that's, of course, Jesus Christ, the one who declares in John 14, verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And so Jesus is the primary example for us to follow as we examine how he interacted with people. And we see in his ministry throughout the Gospels, uh, Jesus had conversations with people where they came face to face with who uh, they were in the light of who he revealed himself to be. The words that Jesus spoke in those conversations had the purpose of uh, providing refreshing and also prompting uh, growth in people's lives. And so we're called to do the same through the power of the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 4, Jesus meets a Samaritan woman, and a non-Jewish woman at a well, and they start having this conversation about water. And Jesus turns this into a metaphor about who he is, that the water he offers is living water. So John 4 verse 10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman is confused by Jesus' statement. Verse 11, Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? And so Jesus clarifies the spiritual significance by revealing that this living water is eternal. It never runs out. Verse 14, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Samaritan woman still confused. Verse 15, the woman said to him, so give me this water so I won't get thirsty and and have to keep coming here to draw water. And from here on, we see this back and forth dialogue. And towards the end, she, she almost seems to like try to get out of the conversation. I don't know if you've ever had that experience where you're talking to someone and you try to sort of end the conversation quickly because you're not sure what's happening or you're feeling a bit uncomfortable about something. Again, no, just me. Okay, uh, no worries. But the thing is, uh, what's awesome is that I love what, what happens here. So she says, she's trying to evade the conversation. I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. So verse 25, when he comes, he will explain everything to us. And Jesus then reveals to her that she is speaking with the Messiah, right? Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. And this changes everything. She has the revelation. This woman has the revelation that the source of living water himself is right in front of her and she needs what he's offering. And so here we see Jesus turning the woman's focus from a physical refreshing to a spiritual refreshing, the kind of refreshing with an endless supply. And so she, uh, Jesus offers this woman like living water, in other words, relationship with him, same that he offers to us today. Whoever drinks the water I give them will never Thirst. Let me tell you something, people in the world are thirsty today. 
They are thirsty and they are searching in all the wrong places to things that will not satisfy them because there's only one, there's only one who can truly satisfy. There's only one who can bring the kind of refreshing that we need and that's Jesus Christ. And so in your conversations with people, you have the living water that they are searching for. You have it. It's not just me up here who has it. You have it as his representative, his agent on this earth. You have access to that water that can refresh even the most parched places in people's lives. I'm not just saying this because it's a nice thing to say. It's, it's, it's real. It's truth. His living water is in us and we can give that out. And so we primarily bring this refreshing. Uh, when we speak words of encouragement and exhortation, and words of wisdom into people's lives. And exhortation and encouragement is more than simply giving someone a compliment or affirmation. Not that those are bad. If you're doing that, keep doing that. It's, it's really good to give sincere, thoughtful compliments to others. But when we look at this from a, a biblical perspective viewpoint, encouragement and exhortation is the action of giving hope to someone. You know, with the confidence that's uh, founded upon who Jesus is and what he's done for us. Ephesians 429. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Titus 1.9. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. 1 Peter 3.15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So we want to build people up, don't we, with our words. We want to uh, do with our words that are coming again from the source, from Jesus, so that those people are comforted, they're reassured, and they're strengthened. When it comes to words of wisdom, this is not simply sharing knowledge. It's an awareness of, a capacity to understand and present God's perspective on the things of life. And wisdom comes from God. Uh, so Proverbs 2 verse 6, For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And Paul writes in Colossians 2 verse 3, That in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And so you have access to wisdom because you have access to God through Jesus. And so if you're having a conversation with someone and they're seeking advice, wisdom uh, on a particular scenario that they're facing, guess what? Uh, deep down, they're not actually looking to hear the same thing they've heard before. They're looking for something far more meaningful than that. Whether they realize it or not, they are looking for something that goes deep, satisfies their soul. And so as Christians, we have that something that's more meaningful. We have refreshment in the form of wise words because we have received that wisdom. And that wisdom is something that provides insight, revelation. Uh, it provides answers uh, that those who don't know Jesus, uh, they can't provide that because it's veiled to them. So we have a unique opportunity here to speak into people's worlds. And for me, this has been quite a big revelation because I speak to parents all the time at school. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm often just one person in a wheel of support around a child, right? Uh, but coming from a Christian viewpoint and empowered by the Holy Spirit, 
My words carry a different fragrance. Uh, my words can bring refreshing to those parents, not because of anything to do with me, but because of His Holy Spirit alive on the inside of me that I have the privilege to then uh, pour out into other people's lives. And so every time you share words of encouragement, every time you're exhorting someone or offering words of wisdom, you are bringing refreshing. You're bringing living water that lightens their load and points them to Jesus, the, la- the, the hope that is lasting. And so in, o- in other words, this is really about sowing seeds. And you've really got to trust the process because you might sow a seed, but not you don't see the plant, right? And that happens a lot of times in life. But you've got to trust that God can do something with that word that you deposit into someone's life. And so it's trusting that, okay, I'm being faithful to sow the seed. I may not always see the plant. In fact, I might not see it till I get to eternity, but my words make a difference for Jesus on this earth. Amen. We are also bringing refreshing into people's lives when we speak healing words, healing words. And Luke 7, we read a story here, 11 to 17. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. And as he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her. I love this. And he said, don't cry love that then he went up and touched the bear and they were carrying him on and the bearers stood still and he said young man I say to you get up the dead man sat up and began to talk and Jesus gave him back to his mother they were all filled with awe and praise God a great prophet has appeared among us they said God has come to help his people and this news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding country two words full of the essence of healing don't cry don't panic. Don't fear. You're not alone. I see you. I'm with you. I'll, I'll help you. A mother in her deepest grief encountered the deepest compassion with just two words spoken. You don't necessarily need to say a lot when you see people experiencing emotional pain, but by letting them know that you're with them, that they're not alone, you're speaking words of healing that can bring refreshing to the most crushed soul. Proverbs 15 verse 4, when you speak healing words, you offer others fruit from the tree of life. But unhealthy, negative words do nothing but crush your hopes. We don't want to be crushing people's hopes, do we? We want to be building them up. Just as we bring refreshing through our words, we can also speak words that promote growth in people's lives. And so in John 5, we read an account of Jesus healing a paralyzed man uh, at a pool in uh, Bethesda in Jerusalem. And many who were sick gathered there because it was believed that the water had healing properties uh, when it was stirred up. So perhaps this was uh, that when the fresh water came in, it was believed to be spring fed. Uh, but you had to be the first one into the pool for this to happen helpful. Uh, so this paralyzed man had been crippled for almost 40 years and the man didn't ask for help, but Jesus approached him and with these words presented in a question, do you want to get well? The man's response in verse 7, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Similar to the Samaritan woman, the man's focus was on the pool, you know, it was on the external objects that he believed was the answer to his physical condition. But the answer was a person. And Jesus replies with this command in verse 8, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. We provide opportunities for others' growth when we speak words of challenge and prophetic words over their lives. And so Jesus challenged the paralyzed man. Do you want to get well? 
And this question was designed to redirect the man's focus away from the pool to himself as the source uh, of healing and restoration. And Jesus challenged the paralyzed man to change his thinking that this is the way things are always going to be. Uh, You know, I've no one to help me get into the pool. I'm a victim. I'm resigned to this condition. I'm just going to sit here all the days of my life. Nothing's going to change. We can get comfortable with where we're at because more often than not, to change or to grow does require considerable effort on our part. And I spoke about this a few weeks ago in the waiting game where I talked about we're called to partner with God uh, to deal with the broken areas of our lives. And so, and so uh, this is important because we see here, looking at Jesus' interaction with this man uh, and also going beyond the personal application in our own thinking and response to situations that impact us, sometimes we will be prompted to share words with others that will challenge their thinking or lifestyle. And this is not forcing someone to do or change something against their will, but by challenging them, we are highlighting that there's a better way of living. The climax of this is life in Jesus leads to something that is lasting. Uh, It's not temporary where there's purpose. There's purpose in Jesus. There's eternal significance. Physical death is not the end. There's a life to live here on this earth that uh, has significance. And so through Jesus' interactions, with the Samaritan woman, the paralyzed man, and of course many others, we see that he doesn't leave people where they are. Jesus calls individuals to respond to the destiny that God has already placed within them. They just haven't realized it yet. So he urges people to respond to the message of hope through which uh, that destiny is activated. And he's now working through us, his agents of growth. And so if we desire to speak Holy Spirit anointed words that bring refreshing and prompt change in people's lives, we need to acknowledge that this takes effort, time, and even sacrifice. It isn't all chocolates and roses and rainbows and warm and fuzzy feelings. Uh, It's not about that. There needs to be preparedness in us to share things that we know people need to hear, not just the things that are easy for them to hear or that they want to hear. 2 Timothy 4 verse 2 And the Amplified says, preach the word as an official messenger. Be ready when the time is right and even when it's not. Keep your sense of urgency, whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable, whether convenient or inconvenient, whether welcome or unwelcome. Correct those who err in doctrinal behavior. Warn those who sin. Exhort and encourage those who are growing towards spiritual maturity with inexhaustible patience and faithful teaching. So there's no growth without a combination of these elements. So yes, we want to bring refreshing uh, through exhorting people and encouraging them, uh, but we also want to prompt opportunity uh, for growth, and sometimes this may require us to bring correction and warning. Yay, we love that. We also need to learn to receive that for our own spiritual maturity too at times. Double yay. But no matter what, it's really important that we're led by His Holy Spirit in our conversations with others, particularly those who don't know uh, Jesus personally. So we want to prayerfully consider what we say to others in accordance with His truth and be motivated by His love. We're not speaking out of a snap reaction in a heated discussion, but we're ready to share. We're still ready to share. We're not compromising His word in our response. Jesus also spoke prophetic words uh, over the paralyzed man. He was declaring his healing by commanding him to get up 
and walk. And so when you speak prophetic words over a person's life and their circumstances, that means you're sharing something that His Holy Spirit has laid on your heart in order to encourage, uh, to, to strengthen, sometimes even to admonish that person. This may be one word, a scripture, a sentence, a declaration through prayer. And speaking prophetically is, is you speaking God's word into a person's reality to empower them to move towards the fullness that he has for their life in Jesus, to foster growth that leads to spiritual transformation. And so our words of challenge and prophetic declarations for others, when they're saturated by his goodness in life, can shift people out of the paralyzed cages of their lives and onto the green pastures of his freedom. Not because our words are anything special, but because of the power and the authority of his Holy Spirit to bring forth from our lips those words that speak his transformative light into the darkest places in people's lives. You have prophetic words for people this week in Jesus' name. You have prophetic words. Come on. And so when it comes to imparting living water into other people's lives with words that bring refreshing and growth. We're also supernaturally normal. So we're not going up to someone and thus saith the Lord. You know, I heard a voice from heaven tell me. I don't know why I'm saying it in that particular accent, but anyway, but what I mean is that, you know, we we may, yes, we may sometimes have specific prophetic words for people, especially if prophecy is one of our primary spiritual gifts. But more often than not, For most of us, we're engaging in everyday conversations with people where we take opportunities that present to us to speak this life, this hope of Jesus into them. And so firstly, this is about being intentional to position ourselves uh, to have those conversations. So Jesus wasn't at the well by accident. He knew full well that he was going to have that conversation because he had positioned himself there to have it. So we can be intentional to position ourselves, uh, whether it's at home, uh, at uni, work, place of, you know, school, uh, maybe if you belong to a sport club, wherever you find yourself, we can be an intentional to have those conversations uh, wherever His Holy Spirit leads us to. An example for me, I try and get into the staff room at school as much as I can uh, to speak with teachers, uh, with EAs, because I know that that's where opportunities are for me uh, to have conversations with people. People are really open in the staff room. <laughs> it's just like food. I think it's like food. It's kind of they get out of the classroom and they go, Oh, and it's amazing some of the things that they talk about and it's amazing to hear some of the things that go on. But there's an opportunity for me in that space to have conversations because people are very open. It's great. Secondly, it's about being aware of the leading of the Holy Spirit. So it might be that you sense a prompting, you know, to reach out to someone with an encouraging text or you might want to phone them and they let you know they're struggling in response. And so you let them know, hey, Sounds like you're going through a really tough time. I just want you to know I'm here for you. Uh, I'm here to support you. What do you need? Can I help you in any way? Uh, I'm going to be praying the scripture over your circumstances. You know, that living water being released through you. Uh, You might notice your colleague at work doesn't seem to be having a particularly good day. Go up and ask them, hey, are you okay? Can I do anything to, to help you? They might then let you know, actually, I've got a lot going on in my personal life or it might be professionally. And so there's an opportunity here. Hey, just want to let you know you're doing better than you think you are that that challenging thing you're going through it, it's there's gonna it's a season but it's you're gonna come through it uh, hey can I even just pray for you quickly uh, together can we pray together about that situation 
might be that you're even at the supermarket. You're talking to the checkout operator and you just say to them, hey, I really notice you're good at X, Y, Z. You know, these words of life coming through us can actually make a big difference to people. We have no idea what's going on in their world. We might not know. Like the checkout operator, you don't know them personally. So you have no idea what might be going on in their world. If it's a young, if it's a young kid, maybe stuff's going on at home. You know, and they come to work and they're pretty discouraged and despondent because they know what they've got to go home to. And then you come in with a smile and you let them know, hey, you're doing an awesome job. I'm telling you, this, this stuff makes a difference. It makes a difference for people. And so in our conversations every day, whether it's, yeah, with our spouse, a family member, friend, boss, uh, colleague, the checkout operator, we have the privilege to be his agents of growth, where we share the heart of Jesus, displaying his servant nature as we reach out to others and impart living water into their lives. How about you? You know, as much as we're speaking refreshing and growth into others, we need to be in the practice of doing this for ourselves. And last week, Pastor M launched uh, the latest series from a book uh, by Pastor Craig Rochelle, Winning the War in Your Mind. And she took us through the first of the four principles in relation to this mind battle, which is the replacement principle. This is where we replace the lies of the enemy for the truth of God's word. So how are you going with this? Have you identified any lies that you have been believing over what God's word says about you? Because the words you speak about yourself uh, and what you're going through flow from what you believe, as Nicole talked to us about this morning, you know, what you tell yourself. And so it's a good idea to do a bit of a check-in and ask, are the words I am speaking bringing refreshing and growth in my life? Because if they're not, and I suspect we all have some areas where this might apply, uh, we do need to do some words of exchange, words of exchange, where we give Jesus those lies and we replace them with what he says in the, the word. And so the crown of beauty instead of ashes, you know, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair, as it talks about in Isaiah. So as we do this exchange, when we're replacing the lying words of the enemy for the truthful words of God, we're filling up with his living water. And as we are filled, we can fill others with refreshment as we speak those words of encouragement and exhortation, wisdom and healing. We're growing as we allow his truth to triumph over the lies in our personal lives. And therefore, we can promote growth in others as we speak those words of challenge and prophetic words. There's a well of living water waiting to be released through you. I am, you are, we are agents of growth. Can I please have the keys up? Thank you. You know, I believe God wants to uh, impart specifically into each of us this morning. And there are three key areas that I felt uh, when I was preparing for this morning. And so the first area is those who want to receive a fresh and filling of his living water. So maybe your well is a bit low, you're running on empty. Uh, perhaps you've been looking to worldly things to fill your well. And you know you need to come back to God and as your true and most complete source of life, hope and peace. Uh, second is those who want to do an exchange today. So you've been believing some lies about yourself or your circumstances. So you've been feeding on those lies and it's really limiting your ability to live in the victory that God has already purchased for you through Jesus. You want to exchange those lies for His truth, His words today. Third, Thirdly is those who want to be agents of growth, which hopefully is all of us, right? We want to be agents of growth. Man, we need agents of growth in this world for Jesus, not for anyone else, for Jesus. So you're, you're wanting a fresh empowering 
and to see an increase in the opportunity to share those words of refreshing and growth with people. So what I want to do right now is just with everyone's eyes closed this morning, if you want an impartation, you know, of God's transformative work in any of those three areas, whether it's one of those or all three of those, I just want you to lift your hands right now before Him. Uh, just keep them lifted, and I'm going to pray for you. So come on, if you're wanting an impartation from heaven, I think we all need an impartation from heaven today. Thank you, mighty God. Yeah, Jesus, I just declare right now, you are the source of living water. You're the source of life. And for every person here with their hands raised, I pray right now, I declare a fresh and filling of your Holy Spirit, that well being filled to overflowing with your living water this morning. Thank you, mighty God. I thank you, Lord, that right now you're exchanging uh, lies for your truth. That situation is overwhelming me. I can't get through. No, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm scared. I, c- I can't do this. I can't do that. No, no, I haven't given you a spirit of fear. I've given you a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, just declaring increased opportunities. You know, you want to be an agent of growth, and, and I see that. And God sees that. He knows you want to be an agent of growth for Him. And so right now, declaring a just that the power of the Holy Spirit to be activated in increasing measure in your life. I'm declaring that this week as you walk out, uh, that you're going to have prophetic words for people. Uh, you're going to have words that's going to come easily for you. You've been struggling maybe to know how to speak life to people, how to speak uh, Jesus to people. But I feel like this week there's going to be an ease for you and words that are just going to flow from your lips. You might not even really know exactly what you're saying, but God knows and that person's going to understand what you're saying. And so I thank you, mighty God, that this week, every person here has been anointed, has been appointed to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, to proclaim your good news, Lord. So we declare it this morning in Jesus' mighty name. You can put your hands down. And lastly, most importantly, just very briefly, you know, if you're here this morning, you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I just want to give you the opportunity right now to do that. Or perhaps you... Uh, you once walked with, with Jesus, but you have really can honestly say today you don't feel like you're walking with him any longer. I just want to offer you the opportunity right now. Uh, and so I'm going to pray a prayer, and I want you to repeat this after me. Whether this is the first time you're coming back to him or it's your 500th time. So repeat these words after me with your eyes closed. Father God, I thank you for Jesus, for his perfect life his death on the cross for my sin and his resurrection from the grave. Today I receive his gift of salvation. I am forgiven. Fill me with your living water and help me to live this life as an agent of growth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.